Welcome to the Female Founder Friday podcast, a collection of inspiring conversations with the most interesting female entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay White, and together with my incredible guests, we'll explore the struggles of being a female entrepreneur, the most important lessons, and the future of women leaders in business. And I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs become the powerful, confident leader their team and their business need. And that's why I've created my VIP leadership coaching programs. These custom programs are specifically designed to help high-performing women uncover their authentic leadership brand and style so they can lead more effectively in every aspect of their life and their business. And if you're ready to transform your leadership, you can start today by taking my leadership style quiz. The link is in the show notes or you can find it on my website, which is highvoltageleadership.ca. My guest on this week's episode is another fabulous Lindsay, Lindsay Preston. And it's always fun for me when I get to chat with a name twin. And this Lindsay and I have a ton in common. She's also a leadership coach who focuses on helping women find their power. We both have a very similar story. We had an early failed marriage. We were single moms and we had to really recreate ourselves. And it's through this tragedy and failure that Lindsay Preston started to explore her own intuition to really find her strengths and uncover her own awesomeness. And now she helps women around the world create everything they want and more in their life. What really resonated with me in this episode is when Lindsay said, you have to do the work to understand you because that's what's really working with a coach is all about. Lindsay and I have a lot of fun talking about the ups and downs of being a female founder, and we share some great laughs today. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Female Founder Fridays. And today I'm totally twinning with my friend Lindsay Preston, and I'm super excited to have another Lindsay on the show. Uh, that always makes me happy. Thanks, Linz, for coming and, and being a guest. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I would love for you to tell me and everyone else a little bit more about your story, because I know you have a really interesting journey to becoming a female founder, and I'm dying to hear more. Yeah. So I'll start it from basically early 20s mm. is I was that girl who did everything quote unquote right, mm. right? Like I strived to make the good grades as much as possible, went to college, even though I really didn't want to, still <laughs> made the good grades, Yeah, went to corporate America, you know, was like employee of the month right out of the, the gate, started climbing the ladder. Um, and then in my mid twenties, I went a little bit off course and I got pregnant before I was married. Mm. And so even though I had been with her father for four years, you know, we we're at this point we're mid twenties. So it's still kind of young. Yeah. Um, and that's when I had this kind of like unearthing of like, whoo, like, how does this feel to like not do everything right and be, you know, do something <laughs> quote unquote bad. Cause here I am in Texas too. Like there's yeah. still a little bit of stigma with that. Right. Um, at least at the time. And so from there, um, I was running a dance studio. I also had a corporate job. I was in human resources. Like I know you were too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then I became a mom and I was like, okay, this is a lot. I can't do all this. Yeah. And so I ended up leaving the studio in corporate America behind and being a mom. And that brought up a whole new level 
of other stuff for me of like, okay, now I don't have this job of like my worth and, mm-hmm. you know, doing all the right things. And this mom thing's really hard. And, you know, I was with somebody for at this point, five, six years. And I was like, something's feeling really off in our relationship. Like things mm-hmm. are changing here. What's going on. And yeah. so it was suggested to me, like, you should go to therapy. Like, this is a great time in your life to go and explore yourself and figure out all the things. Right. Right. So I did, I started going to therapy and the first thing I started to bring up in therapy, I was like, oh, there's something really off in my relationship. Yeah. Um, he's just not acting the same. He goes on these work trips, but they're really long. And she's like, you're catastrophizing. You're over-dramatizing. You have anxiety. Maybe you have some depression. And I would go in week after week, Lindsay, for a whole year. And we would just talk about him. And like, I even remember saying in one of the therapy sessions, like, isn't it weird we talk about him all the time when we don't talk about me? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look back and it's like, that's codependency 101, right? And she would say like, no, he's the source of your problems, which as a coach, that was like, oh my so Lord. crazy. So anyways, long story short, throughout this year, is just like this unearthing of like, okay, yeah, what are these feelings things, these thought things, like looking to the therapist to kind of give me her expertise and feeling really lost in that as I'm feeling lost, uh, you know, as a stay-at-home mom. And so, um, my relationship just felt more and more off. He started taking these longer and longer work trips to a point where I was like, listen, I can't do this anymore. We don't know when you're coming home, when you're going, you're gone, even on weekends all the time, you're gone on holidays. Like this isn't going to work. And it suddenly he shifted into this really angry being of like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't do this thing. And I was like, listen, we're done. Like I'm getting an an attorney. I was really upfront with it, really Mm -hmm. honest with it. Go to my attorney. And she's like, this has been going on for a year. Like there's something really, really off here, Lindsay. And that was the first person to really validate that for me. And she's like, I think we need to hire a private investigator like right away. And so we did. And within a couple of weeks, we found that he had been living a double life with another woman across town. He had moved her from California. They had a business together. Like he had basically moved on and not told me and my daughter that he had moved on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So at this point, Lindsay, I'm in my late twenties. I'm 28. I have now a two-year-old. Um, and I'm in this high conflict divorce because then it's starting to come together to me of like these different pieces of narcissism. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, because I was even a psych major in school. And yet I was like, (laughs) how did I not like put this together for myself, right? (laughs) Um, So anyways, go through the divorce and I'm picking up the pieces of that. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back into HR, put my daughter in daycare while we're growing. Like she's already just understanding this whole custody thing. Like I didn't want that for her. And someone mentioned coaching to me and they said, you should hire a coach. And I was like, really? Like, isn't that wacky and woo-woo and it lacks credibility? Like I thought of Lucy on peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The coach is in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, and I only had a a couple thousand dollars, if that, at the time. And so I invested it in coaching and I was like, oh my gosh, this better work. And within a few weeks, I was like, I feel so much better. I started to understand things like mindset and um, thoughts and all of the things. And, um, yeah, I, in that process, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the profession I've always wanted. I just yeah. didn't know existed. And this is what was missing from therapy was just yeah. self-responsibility, understanding my strengths, doing some like deep healing work in that. And, um, like, you know, action oriented stuff. And so from there yeah. within a year, I was certified as a coach, started my business. So this is 2014 at this point, I'm about 30 and then I've had it ever since. So it's been almost eight years now. 
of growing and making lots of mistakes along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my word. Isn't that the truth? Um, I, so I love that. And actually I, I love even that brief story about like how you came to the coaching and how different it was from the therapy experience. Cause isn't that the truth, but it's, it's hard to articulate sometimes as a coach, what the difference really is and how it can really shift your whole world. Like transformation is a word that gets kind of loosely used, but it is, it can Mm -hmm. really transform how you see yourself and how you operate in your world in a pretty dramatic way, especially when you're ready for it. Right. Like, yeah. 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 If like you said, if you're ready for it, yeah. Like every time I went to therapy, I was just like, come on, give me something, give me something. Like I'm ready for this. Yeah. And I wanted some hard truths in that too. I was like, isn't it where we're always talking about him? Like I said, and she really needed to come to me and be like, Lindsay, yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, I, and I appreciate what you, you're saying. Cause I actually spent some time with a therapist in the not too distant past around a particular issue. Um, and I, I always have my own coach anyways, cause I think any coach that doesn't have their own coach is total bullshit. Like, let's just be clear. Yeah. Agree. Um, but you're right. I was I, like in the end, now I'm always looking for more, right? Because I'm so used to being coached and being in that space. So that, I think that's, I think that's a super cool. I love the way you like point out the juxtaposition of the two things. That's super cool. Um, but what a, what an incredible story of uncovering that you were right all along about your relationship. Yeah. Well, and that's what really started to blossom and trust my intuition. It's like, why am I looking to everybody else to tell me who to be and what to do? Um, like I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Um, and, and that was such a beautiful gift. (laughs) Like a really hard earned and expensive (laughs) and painful (laughs) gift. Painful. But Hey, you know what? Like it just occurred to me that that's really the truth. It's like those, those (laughs) gifts, the gifts, and I'm using air quotes, gifts that are, that are the hardest earned. I think not only do we appreciate them more, but man, they're really valuable, right? Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> sure. I've had a few of those painful <laughs> gifts, air quotes, myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. They, uh, we work hard. We hustle. We hustle for those gifts. Holy shit. Um, anyways. Um, so, okay. So you've been doing, you've been in your practice, you said for about eight years, which I love. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cause my next question, Linz, is like, where have you made mistakes? Where have you screwed it up? Like what, and what's your biggest lesson from that? Oh man, so many screw ups. <laughs> right. You no, know, I use the term failing forward as yeah. like, that's, that's all what it's all about. I mean, the first few years of business was just getting my feet wet. At the time I had a day job and I had a really great day job that basically like paid me to build my business. So it was a grant funded position out of college. They had to have it, but they had no work for me. So I'd go there every day, but there was a period of time too. I made my own hours. So as a single mom, I mean, you could, again, like such a beautiful universe thing. Right. Yeah. And so, but still it was like, I just, I didn't know much about business. I was still learning a lot about coaching. And so I had this small pool of clients that I really went in depth with and was like, I really want to make sure I master this before scaling anything. And so I had about a year of that. And I feel like I just nailed it that year. Like I couldn't have like done a better year. I didn't make much. Yeah. 
I remember going to an accountant and she was like laughing at me how little I made, but I didn't care. Right. Like that wasn't the point. Right. right. The second year, then I had started a podcast and this is like back in the time when, you know, not many people had podcasts. So it was yeah. like 27, 15, I think the timeline gets off, but, yeah. um, and even that launch was really great. I got my first group clients out of that. Things are beautiful. And then after that, I started listening to all these messages and a lot of them were masculine messages I would say of scale and let's build all these programs out so you can go sip margaritas on the beach and it's such easy money and you just run these Facebook ads and you do these things and this is the time too when Facebook ads are really pumping up and so the first time I ran Facebook ads you know I only spent like 150 bucks I made thousands in return and I'm talking like you know 10,000 maybe so it's not like a lot yeah, but, but then it was like oh my gosh I'm spending all this on ads I'm not really getting a return I didn't really know how to build this audience I got out of like my feminine power yeah. in those times of just like I just gotta make money and I gotta scale and I gotta be bigger and bigger and better and at that time too I left my day job um and so it, it became like oh my gosh I have to make this money versus wanting to serve yeah and so I just feel like I got a little off on those years and you could tell in the way that um my numbers look too. Yeah. They didn't look pretty. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I really love what you just said there. And and it's not, I mean, we're in business, we want to make a living, Lynn's. I I get that, but like you don't become a coach really truly if you want to be a high quality coach. You don't become a coach to make millions. You you do become a coach because you live you live to help others find that transformation, find their inner brilliance, right? Mm, and yeah. I think you're right. I notice myself too. It's when we get caught up in the money versus the service. So I love the way you articulated that. That's yeah. a killer as a coach, I think. Yeah. Well, until a lot of it too was just more mindset work. Like I did this really deep transformational year of me being a client before I became a coach. And then I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I got this. Like I'm going to learn business now. And I just use my tools. And there was beauty in that and there was definitely growth, but not the same as when I had a coach. Yeah. And I realized during those years of like, oh, I've got to be ongoing transformation. Like yeah. you said, every coach needs a coach. Like I have to be the example of what's possible. I need to be in breakthrough myself to be able to go out and sell this yeah. um, to other people. Yeah. And too, you know, when you hit a level or a barrier, whatever you want to call it, and you don't break through that, it just becomes heavier and heavier yeah, totally. to the point where you're like, Oh, and now marketing feels hard. And now this feels hard. And now my relationship feels hard because you, you know, it's just like that barrier is just like, yeah. come on, you got to break through this. And when you get coaching all the time, it doesn't pile up. And so again, in those years, love it. I realized like a half mindset's number one. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I, you know what, that metaphor is great. Cause, and I, I've totally experienced that where you're right. Like um, you, you have to be constantly doing your own work as a coach uh, because the coach we're also business owners, right? Like as much as I know, I mean, you and I are kind of in the same headspace. It would be lovely if we could just coach people and all the other shit would go away. That would be super, but yeah. like, realistically, we are entrepreneurs and business owners as well as being coaches. And so we have to continually do our own work. Or you're yeah. right, it becomes crushing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so I spent a couple years kind of in that space of like, why isn't this working? I also got married, which was a huge up level for me. So I had my own work to do there of like worthiness <laughs> and like trust yeah, and all the things. 
Um, and then I had my son in 2018, took some intentional time off. And then in 2019, I came back and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this my way again. Like, I'm going to take on just a few clients. I'm going to get my feet wet. I'm going to get really, really good at coaching again. And I did that. And then 2020, you know, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And I have, you know, two kiddos now yeah. and it was like, okay, am I just going to put this on the back burner? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm tired of putting things on the back burner. Like this right. is my time. I'm going to make this work. And so I just went all in and mm-hmm. I learned how to go all in and to really um, put myself out there and really believe in myself. And my offers changed because of that from like yeah. these smaller offers to these bigger one-on-one offers. Cause yeah. that's what I'm really good at. Yeah. And um, yeah, then 20, 20 was a great year. 2021 has been a great year. And then 2022 is like, okay, now we can like scale this baby again, you know, but we've done it with a great foundation now. Yeah. I, you know what? I really love that. I love right back to that point you said about failing faster, but I, I love that you've just accumulated all of these beautiful lessons and are now like, okay, now I'm ready to, yeah, build this thing bigger. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, what I didn't realize early on, and I kind of said it, but I had a lot of healing to do, (laughs) like a lot of healing and not just from like the divorce and everything, but you know, if, if you are a person who attracts mates like that, like you probably had a parent who was like that, that you didn't fully realize that. So I had to do healing around that and just, then just, you know, getting your mind on board with that healing. But then, you know, especially the past year, I've really done some embodiment work of like healing that kind of stuff in my body and owning my power in that. Um, And so now I'm like at this place with my nervous system where it's like, I always tell my, um, I have an anti-racism coach too. I'm like, I tell, I say like, you can't fuck with me. Like you cannot fuck with me. I I just feel so grounded in who I am. And so with that, yeah. So it feels like launching is like so easy now. Yeah. 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 You know what? I, I do think, um, the, the embodiment work is actually, I think really important and it's a part that sometimes gets missed, but I, I really believe that, um, that somatic coaching can be really valuable. Our body has lots to tell us. I mean, this is why we end up with, you know, sort of this, these autoimmune things, the stress piece, our hair, you know, for women, our, our cycles get messed up, our hair starts to fall out, our skin looks at, like really, um, you know, our bodies carry messages and we're like trained not to listen, especially as women, which is ridiculous um, because we know our bodies best. But yeah, like our, our physical space has lots to offer if we will just shut the hell up and listen. Yeah. And, and looking at too, as I said, that, you know, I've done anti-racism work this past year. Love it. And in that I had to understand my, how I've been biased against or discriminated against. Right. And like just gender alone is like, Oh, you know, going back to trusting your body. Oh yeah. We teach women all the time not to trust their body and how bad it is. And it has to look a certain way and do these certain things. And Holy moly, just unpacking that alone is so big because again, like you said, our cycles get off. I've been doing my own cycle balancing and it's something like 80% of women have painful periods. Oh yeah. One in two women will have a thyroid disorder in their lifetime. And it's like, what are we doing here? Right. Um, and so going in and like just recognizing that and healing that's so powerful. It, it is. I just had this conversation. This might be TMI, but I just had this conversation with my doctor the other day because I'm 45 
and I'm noticing some hormonal shifts. So probably getting into that perimenopausal stage. And I haven't, you know, I haven't had a baby in 23 years. So that's probably part of it too. Um, and I went to the doctor and basically, and I have a female doctor and I love her, but she was like, yeah, so there really isn't much we can do about that. Basically the only medically defined piece is menopause because your hormones, this hormone goes up, these hormones go down, you stop having a period. That's a medical thing. Perimenopause is like sort of a nebulous, whatever. And she's like, there really isn't anything medically we can do about it. Well, okay. But you know, I know I'm feeling starting to feel weird right? <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. Right. But our, like our medical, our traditional Western medical practices really don't have much to offer women, particularly as our bodies shift and change, right? We get so much information anecdotally from our mothers, our sisters, our aunties, or God forbid on the internet, right? Like, geez. But it's it's really tricky, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's tricky. And like you said there, and, and you didn't say this directly, Lindsay, but a lot of times we get dismissed. Yeah, right? I think we do. And she wasn't trying to yeah. be dismissive. She was just yeah. being a Western medical doctor, which is essentially, I don't have a pill for you. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not really looking for a pill to solve this. That wasn't exactly what I was asking for, but I would really like to understand what's happening with my hormones. Like I know right. something is shifting. I would like to understand. So now I have to go seek that from an alternative medical practitioner, like whether it's a naturopath or, you know, someone who specializes, like our, our Western medicine just does not clue into some of that stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 So you have to find it. You have to find it and get it yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's important too, that you know, to go find it versus for a lot of women. Like I know after I had my first baby, I was like, I feel really off. Something's off. And they were just like, oh, well. And then I'm like, is something wrong with me? Am I crazy? Is it my, right. And now I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go find the information like yeah. you. Yeah. It's totally true. It's totally true. Right. We're kind of left to figure it out. And, and you, and I think you said it a lot of times we think, am I the crazy one? Is it just me? Is this, Yeah. am I totally off my rocker? Um, and no, in fact, millions of women around the world are experiencing the same things. We just, um, we're trained not to talk about it, I think, in a yeah. lot of ways. Well, because we have, you know, guilt and shame around our bodies and all. <laughs> we could go on. Oh so my God, we could do a whole other episode just around that stuff. <laughs> no, but I love it. I think that this is really important. I mean, we're both female entrepreneurs. This show speaks to female entrepreneurs. And I think you know, my, and, and I, I think you share this, my whole philosophy is, you know, you've got to find the blend of work and life that works for you. Um, you, you've got to find that space where you're not only a female founder and a CEO, but you are also a wife, a mother, a sister, an aunt, all of those things. Um, and you can't separate one from the other because you don't, you know, you, you don't take one off to be the other when you walk into your office. So having this conversation in this context, I think is really important right? Yeah. 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 I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Okay. So here, here's the next question then. What mm -hmm. is the biggest, what's the biggest piece of advice you would offer someone who is a female entrepreneur right now? Mm. I would say 
really do the work to understand you at a deep level because I feel like that's what's made me so successful and so fulfilled in that process. Um, Because again, you know, I say in my journey, it was like I was listening to everybody else for a while. And again, it was a lot of that masculine energy of like, this is the way to do it. And this is it. But then when I got into it, it's like, that was not right for me. And it wasn't until I really understood myself on a deep level is like, what am I really good at? What are my strengths? What are my values? you know, how do I work best here? Yeah. And that's where I found a really cool synergy and deep fulfillment, as I said, in that process, because that those are the things I'm really wanting. Um, and it's so funny when I do these interviews too, a lot of people will just say that about me. They're like, man, you just know yourself so well. And I'm like, yeah, because I've really done the work. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, that it, yeah, it, it, it's it, because we can't read the label from inside the bottle. We have to have someone help us do that work and we have to really focus on it. It's not, it's not just intrinsic. It doesn't just show up. Right. Right. And I, I think it also requires some of those failures and those learning experiences and right. Like those actually are really important to finding out what you value, what's important, what you're great at, like all of that. Yeah. And I think too, you know, if we're going to what we've talked about here, Lindsay, is like women leaning on each other in community and if we just knew certain things and that's what I've loved too, you know, goes back to my story when I didn't have a coach, I was kind of stuck. And when I did, you know, those times when you quote unquote fail, you lean on your coach or whoever, your community, and they're like, you're going to pick yourself up. You're going to do this. What are you going to learn from this? Yeah. Versus like making it mean something so much deeper about you. And then too, they share their stories and they're like, oh yeah, I had a client that quit or I had a client that did that. And you're like, oh, totally normal. Not about me moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the point of this podcast is so other female entrepreneurs can hear that there's women with really diverse journeys and stories, really, you know, sometimes catastrophic failures and absolute resilience and recovery. Like that's the whole point of the show is to have those conversations and say, look at Lindsay Preston, super, super awesome coach, the total pro got a great business. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, there's moments in time where she's completely, you know, cocked it up and look at where she is. <laughs> Right. And I like, told you. <laughs> yeah. Like, to- and this is exactly it. Cause I think you're right. I mean, we look at, you know, some of that stuff on social media and we think, oh my God, so-and-so's Instagram feed is perfect. Yeah. She's a hot mess in behind that. So like, don't worry. Right. Um, yeah. so, so I, I really, really love that. You know, you've got to do that work. You got to do your work. Right. Mm. And there's only one person yeah. can do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So tell me when it comes to sort of your philosophy around leadership, what does leadership mean to you, Linz? Yeah. So I really had to do a lot of work this past year on that. As I said, I did anti-racism work and really that was leadership coaching in a lot of ways. And she's even, my coach has rebranded to being the school of anti-racism leadership. (laughs) Um, And in that process too, I realized, whoa, I don't really want to be a life coach anymore. I want to be a leadership coach. Like I want to work with women who at least just have some acknowledgement that they are a leader because there's just a slight difference in that. Um, And so what I would define as like that slight difference of someone defining them as a leader is like saying, I have this power within me. I recognize that power and I want to use 
my power within me, not only for my greatest good and my mm-hmm. highest potential, but I want to do something to help others in that process. I love it. Yeah. And so that's when I work with clients too. It's like, yeah, we want to get you to make the money you want and the, have the career you want and the life you want. Right. But then too, in that process, like, what are you going to do for other people? Yeah. 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 I, 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 I love, um, you're totally speaking my language because it is, it starts with leading yourself, right? You got to lead from within. Um, and then what, what are you doing to create you know, opportunities and empower others in your world, whether they're direct reports because you're in a corporate organization, whether you're working with clients, whether you're in your community, even with your family, like how are you showing up as a leader for everybody and in all situations? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and with my clients, we do a life purpose exercise. And some people think like, oh, it's so big. Like it's my career. And I'm like, no, no, no. it's just a way of being like, what's your central way of being that you show up everywhere with. And I have clients too that are like, but Lindsay, I don't want to really contribute that much to the world and do all (laughs) that. And I'm like, you just doing your own work. is huge. That's all you really need to do. Yeah. Like Like if you just show up with authenticity and healing, that is like such a great contribution in this world because we all know people that were like, Oh my God, if that person just did healing, yeah, (laughs) not only for themselves, but they create toxicity around them. It's, you know what? It's true. The ripple effect, whether it's a negative ripple or the positive ripple, right? When you show Mm -hmm. up differently, everyone around you is impacted, even if it's in a small, subtle way. Yeah, totally. Totally. No, I love, I love that idea of, you know, focus within to define your leadership and then, um, and then, you know, distribute maybe is the word, right? Like, like, let it, let it, let it go. Let it fly. Even if it's just your energetic being distributing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's powerful. You know what? It is powerful. I, you're totally speaking to my heart because I think that that is something that people look at that word leadership and it does, it seems really big and intimidating sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. No, no. It's just really leading yourself, you know? Yeah, it, it, yeah. Uh, it absolutely is. And, and when you do that really well, you just, you, you radiate, um, positivity and great energy and enthu- like you just, all of those really beautiful things just sort of, um, yeah, it radiates the best word I can come up with. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. What, okay. So what a great place to end uh, the episode today on the super high note. Um, thank mm-hmm. you again for spending some time with me and being a guest on the show. Absolutely loved our conversation today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, we'll have to have you back another time. Cause I think there's more here to uncover Linz. Yeah, for sure to everyone tuning in today thanks for being a part of the female founder friday podcast i really love how Lindsay is so deeply committed to creating an empathetic and inclusive style of leadership for herself that she's engaged her own racism coach to do just that 
And you can find out more about Linz and what she does on her website, which is lindsayepreston.com. And of course, you can find and connect with me on Instagram under the handle High Volt Leadership. The Female Founder Friday podcast has a goal to impact a thousand listeners. And it would mean the world to me if you left this episode a five-star review and shared it with all of your friends. Let's engage a thousand female entrepreneurs and really amplify the message. Thanks so much for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and take my leadership quiz. And you can find that at highvoltageleadership.ca.